Good morning, Path to Warren podcast. This is Matt Warren. This is episode 279. Today is a beautiful 46 degree morning. It's Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. Quite chilly, but beautiful. Just took my daughter to school and got up this morning at 445. I did my my crunches for 10 minutes and my push-ups doing about 70 now but I'm getting to where I'm gonna bump that up to 80 and I try to do 10 more um, then I got dressed and met with my action partner at 545 this morning we met at his house which is what we always do Met from 545 to 645 got back home um, took took my daughter to school help get her out the door and so now I'm on the way to work I just wanted to recap what happened yesterday I think as we left the podcast yesterday I was about to meet with the attorney to talk about what to do with all of the outstanding debt from the solar business what's the best way to handle that it was a looking at the actual number it's about 217,000 and it's three and a half plus years old. Some of it's four, four plus years old. So the, the big decision was what should I do with it? My wife thinks that I should not um, touch it because it's old and dead and we need to be saving for our daughter's college fund and other things for the family taking care of the family but I wanted to get a legal uh, guidance on this debt and see what you know what's what what could happen what's the worst that could happen and what I should do so when I met with the attorney he said that there was a reason a recent Supreme Court case where the Supreme Court ruled that 10 years is 10 years this the idea of active energy does not hold up anymore so what he was talking about was if you have a a lien on your property it goes away in 10 years then so there are six liens on our, our property right now small liens large liens all the above they're they're in my name and the solar business name but this idea that we're already a year and a half to two years into that um, you know we only have 10 years to go what happens if I were to well let me back up so I showed my uh, the attorney I sh- I've had printed out two two copies of the personal financial statement. I had two copies of the PRG monthly dashboard spreadsheet that's got income, uh, spending plan, debt repayment plan, and savings plan. It's got all of that listed out. And I was able to show him that at the end of the month, after, you know, with my income, at the end of the month, after our family's expenses, 
I've got about $200 left to spend that I could put toward um, debt repayment. And, and that was, the $200 does not include my wife's income. I, I don't have my wife's income tracking in the spreadsheet. I'm just focusing on the things that I could, that I could control. So, and we're also trying to live off of my income and everything that my wife makes is kind of gravy on top and we're putting that into savings. So to, to, to be able to show that this is my income, this is what I've made from side money, this is what we spent at the end of the month, we've got 200 bucks left over. I told him that if I take the 200 bucks and I put that toward the debt repayment, if I've got 10 different people that I owe and I proportionately give out the $200 to these folks, one person will get $120. That's the, the big bank that I owe the most money to. But one person will get like 50 cents. <laughs> uh, one guy will get $15. It's just really small numbers in general. You know, I'm throwing $200 a month at $200,000 of debt. So he says that the problem with writing a person a $15,000, a $15 check is that it, you, what you're going to do is you're going to put it on somebody's desk. So somebody is going to get this check for $15 and they're going to say, if this guy had enough time and enough energy and enough money and a conscience to send $15, we're going to go after him. So, because he's probably got more money and he's probably going to end up paying it. <laughs> so large companies, I'm not, I'm not going to name their name on this podcast, but large credit card companies and large companies have the manpower and the money to go after people like me that mail a $15 check with a good conscience saying that they're going to pay it back. So his comment was, there's not much bounce in a dead cat. What he would like for me to do is he would like to see me make it to the 10 year mark. He just had a client of his, the attorney had a client that owed one bank $400,000 and he just reached the 10 year mark where that fell away. It fell off of the record and the client was just so happy. And it's not that he's happy that he got you know, got out from not having to pay it. It's just, it's, it's clear, it's done. The attorney told me that over the two, uh, over the 10 years, he had to go with the client twice to court to, because they were summons to talk about uh, how much, you know, how much assets the guy has and what does the guy have and can he pay the debt? They had to go to the court twice during the 10 year period. But he said, you know, he's still working. We just set up a company. We set the guy's company up in his wife's name and he's working 
as an employee getting a salary from his wife's company. And he said when he told the judge that, that was his source of income, that he didn't have any assets, the judge just, you know, said case closed because he didn't go, like he, did, he never once tried to penetrate that company to get more details about the wife's company because that's a separate business, it's a separate entity. I guess he could have asked questions, but he didn't. They legally set it up strategically. So that was exciting to hear. But I loved his comment of, I'd like to see you get to the 10 year mark. That really was meaningful. He showed me where on the Richland County judicial page, you could go on there and look at the liens that are currently on your on your house. And he also said, pay attention to the date entered. The date that's entered is the date that starts the 10 year clock. So that's, that's what you got to focus on to know when it falls away. He said anything less than $25,000 that, and on my list, there were three items that were greater than $25,000. Anything less than $25,000 that's been quiet for three years. You know, he asked me, he said, are any of these giving you problems? Are any of these, you know, wearing you out or calling you? And I said, no. Everybody's been quiet. Everything's quiet. I said, occasionally I'll get a piece in the mail, a little piece of mail saying that I owe some money every now and then. But no, nobody's calling. Everything's quiet. He said, then I I can definitely tell you, he said, if it's under $25,000, they've written it off, it's done. They're not going to come after you. Now, the, the only three that you have to worry about here. He said that are over $25,000. He said every day that goes by that they have not done anything is a is, is a day closer to falling apart, you know, falling away, not falling apart, falling away. Every day that goes by between now and the 10 year mark is you're one step closer. He said these people get a stack of, of new delinquent loans every day. And they're working on that stack. He said, imagine you've got a desk at these large companies. You've got a desk of everybody that owes them money or all these, all these judgments and debts that they purchased for, for pennies on the dollar. And they're working these files. You might be in the file, but you're at the bottom of the stack because every day they're getting more and more files that get stacked up on the top of this file. In this massive stack of files every day they're adding more files to this stack and they're starting at the top each day working that stack they're never going to get to the bottom of the pile which is where you are after three years of being quiet he said that if you mail them a check for fifteen dollars they're going to have to go pull that file out of the bottom of the stack and now you're on their desk. You've just pulled yourself out of the queue and put yourself back on their desk. So he said it's definitely possible that they could come after you. It's definitely possible, but is it probable? He said no. It's definitely not probable. He said the probability of this bank 
taking action to kick you out of your house where this is the only house that you have is extremely, extremely small. And I said, well, I walk by this guy's house every day that took me to lunch with the banker and he agreed to, to loan me all of these lines of credit for my solar business. So, but and, and every time I walk by this guy's house, I'm afraid he's gonna look at me and say, because he was a part of my amends process, I mailed him a letter and apologized for the things that I did and said and the way that I left things when granddaddy died and I hit rock bottom in my recovery. I sent him an amends letter and apologized. So he knows I'm sober because I said in there that I've been sober and clean and sober for three years. And what I'm afraid of, though, is he's going to see me walking by one day. Maybe he's in a bad mood. He's going to pick up the phone. He's going to call the banker. He said, hey, did you ever get your money from Matt Warren? And it's going to start a, a snowball where that guy's going to try to go after me and get the money. That's just a little fear that I've had in my head. He said, well, don't buy a BMW or a new vehicle. And if, if you're going to buy something, put it in Megan's name, maybe even in her business name that you could use personally on the weekends or whenever. You, you, know, you, you could use it personally for personal use. But Matt does not need a new vehicle. And Matt does not need anything like a BMW for the first 10 years. And, I, and, and he actually looked over at my spreadsheet and he said, and you only have $200 left at the end of the month anyway, so you don't even need a BMW. <laughs> I said, don't worry. So he even went into <clears throat> the idea that you could take the, this, a step and deed the, your house over to your wife for $5 and call it a love and affection transfer for $5. You could deed it over to your wife. He said, but the truth is, the reason why I haven't pushed you to do that and advised you to do that is, yes, it's one step closer to um, them taking the house from you guys, but he said, any, any attorney that's working for the bank or those creditors and that wants to go after your house can get around that. That's just another, it, it creates like three levels to the waterfall that they have to go up but if they wanted to do it they could do it because this lien was in place before they you transfer the deed and there's a statute that's called the statute of elizabeth i didn't know about but the statute of elizabeth means that you have to be just to creditors before th those that you love so you Apparently it came from Queen Elizabeth and the states adopted it, but it's called the Statute of Elizabeth. I plan to look it up and read a little bit about that. But the point is you, you have to be right with your creditors before you start giving things to your family. His final advice, he said, if, if, uh, it, you know, now that I've given you my legal advice, uh, let me give you my personal advice. My personal advice, if I were you, I would just whistle by the graveyard. And I said, what does it mean to whistle by the graveyard? It sounded deep. 
had a little smile on my face because I wanted to hear what he was about to say. He said, you ever seen a little kid at night walk down the street past a graveyard? He said, what do they do? They just walk on by, kind of look around and they say, and they whistle by the graveyard. He said, I know you're scared. There's fear there. Be like the little kid, just keep walking. Nothing will probably happen to you and just whistle by the graveyard. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope it was of some benefit to you. Again, you can see the the power of the personal financial statement and having those numbers ready to go. It didn't take me five minutes to prepare for the meeting yesterday. The personal financial statement, the monthly spending plan spreadsheet that I've, I've got access to. If you're interested in getting a Google Sheets document with those blanked out that you can start off filling in your personal financial statement and your daily spending plan and your monthly PRG dashboard. If you're interested in that document, I'd be happy to send it to you. Shoot me your email. You can find me at thepathtowarren.com. Send me your email address and I'll be happy to shoot over the Google Sheets document that I created and share with you those tools. Hope you have a wonderful day. Check us out on pathtowarren.com. Hit subscribe up on the podcast. Share it with a friend. And remember, as mama always says, make your contribution. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening.